Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the third day of May. I am your host, Paul White. We are working the introduction to 1 Timothy. I do not write down when and where we are. Usually on the podcast, people will get back with me and go, we started on this on that day or whatever. I don't know when we did 1 Timothy. I, I We have. Um, I, I just go with my heart. I go with what moves me in the moment, what excites me as I'm approaching the end of one book or heading into another. So I thought a, a quick jaunt through First and Second Timothy, and by quick, I have no idea what that means. You know me. Um, I'll probably slow down and take my time, but we're going to do these two books, these two little letters, uh, because they contain some pretty amazing things. I thought I would take one more podcast here before we start to dig into the verses, and I would talk a little bit about the theme and the characteristics that make First Timothy special. It's a noteworthy letter, and in for this, if for no other reason than this, it has such an, an amazing interest in the organization of the early church, not as if they're trying to build an organization in the way that we think of organization, but in the structuring of the church as a system of growth, as a place where people can develop their spiritual gifts, can... Um, step into positions of leadership and authority and do so uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, but also do so with the, uh, with the encouragement of the, the deacons and the elders. That, that leads us actually to a couple of terms. This is the longest description in the New Testament of the qualifications for an elder, what's also called an overseer. We find that in 1 Timothy. We get evidence of a couple different kinds of elders in 1 Timothy, a ruling elder and a teaching elder. Uh, by the way, a, a term that probably more closely resembles what we think of as a pastor in the modern church. We even get uh, comments about how to rebuke them, which is rarely talked about in 1 Timothy 5. We also get the only explicit description in the entire New Testament of what it means to be a deacon. We get deacons are referenced in Acts, but... Paul really fleshes this out in the third chapter uh, and then gives a lot of practical advice on how leaders within the church are to function. Now, there's also a few noteworthy things that happen in this book, and, and knowing my nature and how I like to teach, I can, just looking at a way to structure this book, I can see some spots that we're probably really going to slow down and and have to dig in because there's some spectacular theology 1 Timothy is pretty noteworthy, as I said before, for its church organization passages, but it's also noteworthy for how many times Paul circles back to the idea of sound doctrine. I spot at least three moments in 1 Timothy where he brings that notion of uh, sound doctrine up and what sound doctrine means and why it matters. Uh, And so that's something that There's no getting around. It seems to be what he's trying to lay out in. And and I don't even think it's two separate ideas, this idea of church organization and the idea of sound doctrine. I don't think he's trying to set two different things. I think they're the same thing to him. I think the fact that sound doctrine is such a theme of the letter and then church organization is such a structure in the letter that we can walk away with the idea that Paul's, Paul's ideal of church organization is built around sound doctrine, that if there is no sound doctrine, then what would it matter? 
Um, he also gives a couple of, and I know we'll slow down and do these, a couple of great theological meditations on salvation through Christ. He gives one in the first chapter. He gives one in the second chapter. Uh, he gives an affirmation of salvation being by grace. He is the one who introduces us outside of the Hebrews letter to Christ, the mediator. He gives us a, a great verse on the substitutionary death of Christ. Uh, and then there's poetry. There's a, a great moment in chapter 3 on the, the, the work of Christ, his incarnation, his resurrection, his ascension. We have an anticipatory moment where we talk about the second coming or the eschatological moments of First Timothy. And then one of the most poignant and beautiful doxologies and closings of anything that Paul writes. Um, one of those moments that make people wonder if it's Paul. <laughs> uh, in, in any case... The This is a letter, I think, that's going to inspire you. It's going to motivate you. It's going to cause you to wrestle because there are some moments that we're going to have to work with, that we're going to have to grapple with. Um, one of, And one of those is the distinctive stuff about women, uh, a lengthy section on how the church ought to be caring for their widows. And there's just some things that will hit our ear differently in our culture and our background than it would have hit theirs, and we don't do any good by ignoring it or acting like it doesn't matter. Instead, we really need to dig in and see what we can do with it, um, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child, in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the first two verses of 1 Timothy 1. We will start there tomorrow. It'll let us talk a little bit about what Paul means by uh, apostle, this designation that he gives, and um, start to give you sort of an outline of this book and, and where we want to go. I, I recommend that you grab uh, your copy of 1 Timothy Jump in, get get a good read. Six chapters, twenty one. Uh, the last chapter's kind of long for well, not. I was I'm, I'm glancing through trying to figure out which is the longest chapter. I think that might actually be chapter five. Um, I didn't do that before I came on air, so uh, you can go look that for yourself. It doesn't take too long to read it. Pretty simple read doesn't mean it will be all simple concepts. That's why I am intrigued by this little letter. All right, we jump in to the text tomorrow. Looking forward to it. See you then. God bless.